Hi guys, this is the second episode of the Healing Haley Show. If you're back again with me today, then uh, thank you for being here and thanks for showing up for yourself. So today we're going to talk about emotional maturity. In the last episode, I ended it off saying, you know, how important of a topic it it is to me. It gets into the real stuff, the nitty gritty, and um, I love talking about um, I love talking about that, and it allowed me to get to the root of things and to really understand things from an emotional um, point of view, and that led me to a lot of um, compassion, which is a pivotal emotion in navigating uh, growth and healing. So. Just going to put a quick disclaimer at the beginning that I am not a licensed professional. I'm just a girl who's uh, sharing her story with other people in hopes that it can help some way. So if you are looking for that licensed or professional help, please go seek it elsewhere. And I wish you all the best. If you want to stick around and keep listening today, we're going to talk about how we become more emotionally mature. That starts with recognizing that we are likely emotionally immature in ways. My name is Haley Foreman and I'm going to be your host and for this episode I'm just going to rip the band-aid off. We are usually emotionally immature because our parents are emotionally immature. We develop compassion by understanding that that keeps going on, you know, our parents are emotionally immature because their parents were emotionally immature and so on and so forth. Um, and most people in the world are emotionally immature because most people don't take the time to like really process what has happened to them. And a reason why people don't um, is because it's not spoken about very much. You know, emotional maturity is extremely undervalued in uh, society. But also like acknowledging certain things comes with a lot of feelings of ungratefulness or guilt especially if you had a fairly decent childhood or you did feel loved in your childhood it can be really hard to acknowledge that but also hold space for the fact that you did feel um traumatized in way or ways or neglected in ways or you know all sorts of different feelings which I'm gonna um, jump into now you know if we have emotionally immature parents how do we go about figuring out if we actually even did like you, you, you couldn't be unsure about that so if you had feelings of shame or guilt dismissal or neglect or even enmeshment and these feelings came with no real apology for their actions or any likelihood of change. And this is kind of just the way things were in your family. Then chances are that you have a parent or um, both of your parents are emotionally immature. And there's a spectrum, right? So maybe they're mature in ways, but also immature in ways. Or maybe they are just like kind of all around immature. And when we speak about these things, like it's not to offend other people, it's just to acknowledge our own hurt because you can't process things unless you actually acknowledge them. And when you acknowledge them, you know, they kind of bubble to the surface and then you can move through those feelings and figure out why you feel those feelings. Um, But some people aren't willing to hold space for that. And even myself, you know, I 
um, can look back on relationships and see how I was bad at holding space because I hadn't been taught how to. I didn't understand that. I didn't know what it even meant. Um, And holding space can be really tricky because it can almost seem as if you're agreeing to someone else's feelings or perspectives when you don't resonate with it at all. So I'll just give you an example of what I'm saying. So imagine someone says, oh, what you did really hurt me. And you're like, wow, I'm, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I didn't mean to hurt you. I did this because of whatever. And you try to like have them gain some perspective on why you did what you did. Um, but you can jump over a really in- essential part of healing there, which is holding space for the fact that like what you did actually did make them feel that way. So you need to actually sit in it and talk about it a little bit more and be like, I didn't, I didn't do that because of what you're saying, but I hear you that it made you feel that way. Can we talk about why it made you feel that way? Um, so that I can maybe not do that again. Um, Because there may also be things that the other person needs to work on. It's not always just you, you know. Some people are projecting their feelings onto a situation and they need to also recognize that, you know. That's where we kind of spoke in the last episode about being accountable for the things you're also feeling. Because just because you have a feeling doesn't necessarily mean it's aligned with the truth of what's actually happening, you know. So learning to hold that space was difficult for me because my parents could not hold space for me. And, you know, obviously it's unfortunate because I I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to be the best partner I can be. Like I wanted to be that person. Um, And then in ways I I wasn't able to uh, hold that space because I didn't even know what it looked like. Not that I didn't want to do it. I just didn't even know it. Like, it wasn't on my radar at all. So uh, that's why I'm talking about these things. So people can start uh, recognizing them before, you know, before they get into a situation where they uh, maybe lose a friend or um, someone that they really love or a family member or whatnot. So I'm going to talk about my situation for a little while. And uh, I want people to just understand that you may resonate with it, you may not, but put your own life experiences into it. Even if you didn't have the same experience as me, that's not what's necessary here. You just need to understand that people have these experiences, they can look a different way, but ultimately at the root, it's all because you weren't given the tools to learn how to process things. So um, like I said, maybe you don't resonate with exactly what I'm saying or what I went through, but to some level you can say, I didn't go through that, but I went through this and, and that thing, caused me to feel this way and work through it in that way and also just feel some hope that things can be healed because I'm a firm believer that anything can be healed literally like anything so um for me when I was younger I had a really good childhood I felt really loved and supported in a lot of ways um I had a lot of privilege but I also felt like completely alone like I didn't feel like I had a loving family um even outside of my very um immediate family I didn't feel that like I'm a very emotional person I'm 
a very like sensitive person and I like talking about those things I like talking about why people do the things they do and the meaning of life and those things interest me whereas I don't necessarily find that majority of my family feels that way um and that's fine it's just that for me I find it incredibly exhausting sometimes to be around that and not have like real conversations and they're very based around what are you doing now and you know just things that aren't important to me and uh when I read this book that I'm going to talk about at the end um of the episode it really like validated some feelings for me because I had never like heard this before I hadn't even really acknowledged it within myself but there's a part of the book where a psychologist is talking to some uh, random guy and he's trying to explain how he felt as a kid and he felt just this sense of loneliness and that he was it was as if he was in the middle of the ocean just kind of floating and drifting and he felt like he, he he saw that image when he thought of his childhood um and for myself as a kid I felt that like all the time like I remember feeling that exact feeling of just being alone you know and when you looked at me as a kid I don't think you would have thought that like I think you would have been like Haley's so happy and outgoing and confident and whatnot because I was like and I've never really struggled with self-worth issues um which is like a very interesting juxtaposition because I don't think any of my family really know who I am or what I'm like I think only maybe my brother um or people I've dated really know what I'm like uh but I was saying it's an it's an interesting thing because I don't struggle with self-worth like I'm a very confident person I always have been but I also just felt like yeah they're not gonna understand me or you know I felt that way but it wasn't self-worth but I do really have a lot of compassion for people who have a real bad or lack of um, self-worth because that can happen in these situations too you know, for me, it didn't happen. And I didn't know for a while. I was like, why didn't that happen to me? Like, why am I not like extremely emotionally immature? You know, obviously, I I, I was emotionally immature in ways that I've worked on. And, you know, maybe something else will come up down the line too that I need to work on. But for the most part, I wasn't like extremely immature. And I didn't know why that was. And... I figured it out about a year ago and we had a lady who uh, worked with our family and she worked with our family since I was like one month old and her name is Yvonne and she is the reason you know and it makes me cry a little because I'm just so grateful and like happy to have had someone in my life to know that like it was possible to be more emotionally secure, you know? 
when my mom did certain things or my dad did certain things, she was like, it's okay. And then like, and she would talk through it with me and let me know that it wasn't about me. Um, and I always wondered why for a really long time. I'm like, why did I, you know, and, uh, kind of it dawned on me, you know, because I love Yvonne so much and, you know, I still talk to her all the time. She's been there for me through really hard times. So it's something I wanted to bring light to because you can very easily confuse someone's academic intelligence or uh, just confuse the amount of knowledge they know with their maturity you know like for Yvonne she's an incredibly intelligent person but she didn't come from the the uh, background that my mom and dad did you know my mom and dad were extremely privileged and had very intelligent parents very um like academically intelligent parents but also very emotionally immature parents you know and uh Maybe Yvonne had uh, more emotionally immature parents or maybe when I, when Yvonne came into my life, she had maybe done some work on herself or whatnot, but I just wanted to highlight it because Yvonne is way more emotionally mature than any of my parents. So, um, yeah, I just want to say that really quickly. Um, but I was lucky enough to have that in my life when I was a kid to help me kind of through and you know I had a parent who was like I said very neglecting and dismissive I also had a parent who was very like aggressive and shameful and you know I attracted a lot of people into my life who were also emotionally neglectful or feared intimacy and feared vulnerability and that made me feel feel very unsafe and it made me, it was like I was drawn to it because in ways it made me feel safe because it was what was familiar. Um, but you have to really sit with yourself and be like, am I attracted to this or do I want this because it feels safe and familiar? Um, or, you know, does this actually feel like love to me um, or what I think love should feel like? And that can be very confusing because when you look back on your life you were given love in a certain way and if you don't really you know separate what was good and bad from that you'll just keep attracting it into your life again and this isn't about like any person specifically um this is just about like dynamics between people because I had a lot of things to heal as well so they probably have you know similar perspectives in the opposite way of saying like yeah like you know, in my relationship with Haley, um, I felt this way and it was uncomfortable for me or, you know, it felt unsafe. Just like I felt that way too. So it's not like I'm writing off a person or saying they're a bad person or anything like at all. And I think every person is capable of healing. I think it's absolutely possible. You know, someone I dated years ago or, or whatever, it doesn't doesn't necessarily matter the timeline 
and we had a bad dynamic. Like we could have both worked on that and gotten to a place now where our dynamic wouldn't be bad. You know, I 100% believe that. So I'm not into any kind of like cancel culture around like a lot of buzz words right now of toxic, manipulative, like um, narcissist empath. Like I don't subscribe to any of that. I don't think it's realistic. I think that some people can have an extreme like narcissistic personality disorder or some people can be like physically or mentally toxic in a really bad way but I think to some uh, degree each person has those traits because most people haven't worked on themselves and if you haven't worked on yourselves chances are you're uh, carrying something from your childhood that was traumatic that you think is protecting you but is actually causing a problem in your relationships like for example for me because I had one parent who was aggressively guilting and shaming I had to protect myself in those moments and become aggressive back to kind of counteract that uh, behavior. And I hated that that was happening to me as a kid. But then when I went forward into my relationships, if I started to feel unsafe or I started to feel like, you know, I didn't feel like um, someone was really hearing me in a relationship where I felt like emotionally like drained because I was having to do most of the emotional work um, or something like I'm just expressing um, my perspective but if that happened for me in a relationship and I started to feel unsafe I started to get very kind of irritable and I used to wonder I used to think to myself like am I just this way in relationships? Like I just get irritable after a while or I just get like, you know, cause that's not really who I am most of the time. So I was like, why is this happening to me? But then when I look back, I'm like, when I am in a space with someone who is not like fears intimacy and, and doesn't want to uh, be emo- emotionally vulnerable and talk about things, it makes me feel really like, um, s- scared or unsafe and the way that that comes out now is to be aggressive and I've had many people in my life tell me that I can be aggressive um and to me I was like no I'm just being assertive and you don't like it you know because there were other people in my life who totally got it who were like no I don't think Haley's being aggressive at all um but if I'm being honest I think I could have been a lot more gentle in situations and I didn't have to get so you know, but your subconscious mind is responsible for over 90% of your feelings, thoughts, emotions, actions. So this is why you have to get down to that level and, and realize that even if on the surface you're trying to help somebody, you know, subconsciously, you may be actually like pushing them away and you don't think that you are like, you're like pleading. And then the person feels like it's, it's something else because of what they've gone through or, you know, because of how you're trying to help, um, And I guess I really drummed a lot of it up to, well, like, this is my personality or my culture. And I do believe that. Like, I don't think that that's not true. Um, And I do think I can be a very, like, kind of passionate or, like, intense person sometimes. Uh, But there was also a lot of, like, anxiety and ego, you know, like, protecting myself of, like, no, like, you're trying to hurt me right now and I need to be aggressive to let you know like you're hurting me you know 
that that was how I did it as a kid to get through to um, my parents. So that's how I'm doing it now in this situation where I feel unsafe. Um, and then that person can think, uh, you know, you don't care about hearing them or something and or you're just being so aggressive but it's it's just so much deeper than that you know so that's why I really wanted to spend some time talking about how um, emotional maturity can just ripple effect through your life you know like I, I spoke about two different dynamics of what I attracted into my life but also what I was doing in my life or you know different things that just pour out of you without you really knowing or, or recognizing it and you know, now that we've kind of spoken about those things, it's okay if anything that I've said has built up some anger within you or resentment because you've maybe resonated or you've, you know, if something has come up for you, like just try your best to be in it and and be as calm as you can because feelings have to come to the surface for you to move through them. You know, if they're bottled down and pushed down, like you can't move through them, you're going to be moving on from them or around them and they'll just come back to bite you at some point later down the line. So it's good to feel these feelings, but it can be overwhelming. So I want to acknowledge that and let you know that when I went through this, like when I started reading um, the book that I'm going to tell you about, like I cried a lot. I had to pause it a lot. I had to take some time. I had to um, stop and then revisit it the next day or, you know, so if you want to stop this video and revisit it or you're feeling those feelings, you know, don't just go lash out at the people who hurt you. It's not constructive. That's not going to help. You know, you do get to have a conversation with them at some point, but it can't be coming from a place of anger and resentment. You have to um, work through those feelings first so that you can have a constructive person with, sorry, you can have a constructive conversation with with another person. Um, so let's talk about how, you know, these are different scenarios. These are things that happen to me. Um when you have a, a parent who is emotionally immature, you can often be someone who internalizes things or externalizes things. And that's kind of self-explanatory. You know, if you internalize, which is what I identify with, you often are like, well, what's happening here? Like, I must have done something. If this didn't go right, like, it must be me. And that can be really good in ways because that's more helpful to, you know, navigating regular life because you can self-reflect and be like whoa like what am I doing here um and that doesn't like just happen every time it's not like every time something happens in my life I like immediately get it sometimes it's gonna take me a while to see what's actually happening or sometimes I need someone who's gonna be like Haley this is happening like we need to deal with it you know um so I kind of need someone like that in, in my life sometimes but you can also have a person who externalizes everything. And I have so much compassion for people who externalize because they have not been shown uh, love in a way that was healthy. And like they haven't had boundaries set and they haven't been coached through taking accountability for their actions or taking responsibility, you know? And I have a lot of empathy for people who weren't given love in that way because now you're just like bulldozing your way through life and causing all these chaotic things and externalizing everything so it was the job it was the person it was this 
you know, and but they do it to an extreme degree because I know we spoke about that the last episode and to some degree everyone does that, but they do it to an extreme where they are not willing to look at themselves at all. Like they'll get into a situation where they, maybe they, you know, are, are, an internalizer will look at a relationship and say, oh yeah, like I think it didn't work out because of the dynamic between us and, um, you know, no hard feelings, but whatever. An externalizer is the opposite. Like they will villainize another person. That person is bad. That person, all these things, and they don't take any accountability. They don't, they often have a hard time setting boundaries because they don't even know what that looks like. Um, they don't know what their own boundaries are and they will lie to actually like manipulate a situation. Like, like they're thinking about doing that. It's not just like that's kind of happening as a human experience. You know, sometimes obviously to some degree, if you lie, you're, you're trying to uh, manipulate a situation in some way. Um, but for an externalizer, they will like actively create another scenario. They're not just like defending something. They'll, they'll be like in a situation at work with someone and they just don't like that person. So they'll start calling their boss and telling like lies about what actually happened. Um, or they go um, cheat a lot or uh, do things that are very kind of like on the surface, very chaotic. And, you know, for someone who is doing things like this, like even for me, I I did things, like I'm not talking about cheating, but I did things that were hurtful towards people. And accepting that and acknowledging that came with a lot of like guilt and shame that was hard to work through. It's hard to acknowledge that about yourself. But if you're on the opposite side of someone who externalizes because I've done things, but not a lot of things, you know, um, when I really look at my whole life, whereas externalizers have been doing things since childhood because they have not been corrected. You know, parents often enabled it. They often said things along the lines of like, oh, you know, this child is extra sensitive or, you know, they have an issue, but they'll grow out of it or um, they have externalizing kids have like really extreme reactions to things like if something doesn't go their way they're just like crying about it and it's the end of the world or you know they have this kind of attitude of like life is a pie and if I don't get all the slices like I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be lacking you know so they don't really have true empathy like true empathy is outside of yourself you know it's not just up until the point where it affects you because there's a lot of people who pretend to have empathy or think they have empathy because they're like oh I really care about this that's why I do this but once it starts to affect them directly then they've switched right and that's kind of how you know uh the difference there that it's not really a true empathy because you don't you don't have this feeling of yeah, like even if this makes my situation maybe a little bit worse or maybe um, a little bit less, uh, this would be good for someone else. And I can be grateful for what I've had and and give someone else another chance now, you know. Um, But not to get too much further into that, but I think you you get what I'm saying there. 
externalizers have a really hard time doing that. They don't think that that's necessarily possible. And I have never seen in my life a kid who externalized grow up to not externalize anymore. Even if for periods of time they became a little bit more emotionally mature, if they are like severely triggered, it's like right back to externalizing. Like it is another person. It is not them in any way. That person caused them to be that way. Like it it goes right right back to square one. So I think you have to be really careful if you have a kid who is um, externalizing and, and look at that. And for me, I had a parent who externalized and I had a parent who internalized. And I kind of sat in the middle of that. So I've been able to see both perspectives and um, see how emotions can be expressed. But I gained so much compassion when I realized that when I looked at my grandparents, I'm like, I get, I get it now. You know, like I get why my parents may have been the way that they were. And, you know, just because I don't know my great grandparents doesn't mean I can't understand it. Like if, like whoever the person is, if they're exhibiting, exhibit. if they're exhibiting traits of like emotional immaturity it's because they haven't had um the necessary tools passed down to them from their parents because their parents were likely emotionally immature and I keep stressing that because that's how you gain the compassion um and the compassion comes after you know you have to feel these feelings of um anger, sadness, or resentment first. Like I said, they bubble up to the surface, you move through them, and then you get to this place of, okay, can I understand this person? Can I not accept the behavior in my life, but can I understand them and and try to move forward? So in the part two of this episode, we're going to get into that exactly. How do we start navigating relationships with people who are emotionally immature? And maybe how how do we start getting to a place of um being more emotionally mature and that dynamic of you know being more mature and then now having to still deal with someone who is very immature um it can seem like it's going to be hard but it actually gets a lot easier once you start to recognize it and you no longer personalize the situation so um we're going to get uh into that next week so definitely stick around but i told you i was going to tell you about the book so the book is called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. It's a long title, but um, look it up. Definitely get it on Audible if you can, because it's being spoken at you and it really feels like you're in a session with someone. It really feels like someone is teaching it to you. So I I, I highly recommend um, Audible for for that book or to have that book read to you um rather than actually reading it yourself because there's also exercises so you can pause the video and and do the exercises and um work through it so i hope this video helped you guys i hope you can kind of uh recognize emotional immaturity a little bit more now and even just acknowledge that like these things may have happened you know because that's the place that we need to get to of like saying oh like maybe this is what happened and maybe this is like playing itself out in my life and and it's not just me 
you know you can feel very isolated that you know this was just your experience in childhood but it's it's most people's experience in childhood so that's why you know I'm having conversations around it so you can feel comfortable knowing that like it wasn't just you it wasn't about you um and wash away a lot of that hurt and 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 start moving through things so like I said talk to um you know a trusted friend who's outside of the situation or journal or if you want to reach out to me you can like my links are in the description below uh check me out on other social media instagram tiktok i have kind of different style videos just quick videos motivational videos um at healing Haley show for all platforms like follow share subscribe i'm just starting out so that's really helpful and i'll see you in the video next week so emotional maturity part two have a really great week guys and I'll see you next week.